Blog Talk Radio. Designs, 
Ten of Girl Clothing, Military Spouse Magazine, Purple Diva Designs, Queen Grace, Daily Venus Diva, and Pose Magazine. And most recently, she became a finalist in the 17 Magazine Fiercely Real Model Search with Tyra Banks. So let's welcome Jen to the show. Uh, Jen hasn't called in yet, so we're going to wait uh, a minute for Jen to call in. She should be calling in any second. Um, But, again, while we are waiting, don't forget to uh, follow Plus Model Radio on Twitter. We have a brand-new Twitter up, and... uh, Follow and and talk to me and tell me what do you think of the show, what do you think of the guests, and it's at Plus Model Radio. And we're also on Facebook, and that is facebook.com slash Plus Model Radio. So I definitely love to hear your feedback. And if you're interested in being a guest on the show or advertising, you can Apply for that right on the website at plusmodelradio.com. A lot of people always ask me, how do you get the guests to be on the show? Well, the majority of the guests submit online. So, again, the website is plusmodelradio.com, and you submit to be a guest. Now, I think this is Jen calling in. Let's see. Hi, Jen. Is, is this you? Hello. Hi, Jen. No, this is Angelica. Oh, Angelica. Okay, well, we might have to go out of order because the first guest hasn't called in yet. So let oh, okay. me let me just introduce you then. So show-stopping supermodel Angelica has been enchanting the fashion world for 15 years with her exotic looks and universal appeal. In April of 1999, Angelica was the first plus-size model inducted into the Hall of Fame. Angelica also stands out as the first Italian black American model to break into the German fashion scene in a Eula Polk and lingerie and casual wear shoot. She appeared three times as the Mode magazine cover girl and was the first cover model to have two consecutive covers in 1998. Angelica is a member of both SAG and AFTRA and has worked in television commercial and music videos. She considers her greatest accomplishment to be breaking into the editorial content of magazines such as Mode and Essence. And fans can also find Angelica's fashion-savvy influence in Sears, Target, Eaton, Lane Bryant, Fashion Bug, and Talbot's catalogs, and now doing fit modeling for Victoria's Secrets. She is with Model Service modeling agency along with such superstars as Christy Brinkley and Alec Weck. Angelica serves as a role model and an icon for so many women who inspire to feel comfortable in their bodies. So let's welcome Angelica to the show. Hi. Hey, how are you? I'm good. Well, thank you so much for calling in early. You saved the show. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for having me. Well, I'm so excited to talk to you because you're like a a veteran in the industry, and I know you have so many exciting stories and things you can tell to a lot of these um, up-and-coming models because the the scene is real different than it was when you first started, right? 
It's way different. And not only that, it's just so inundated now. So the work is not as much as it used to be where, you know, you work almost every day. You're on the planes traveling to different countries to do photo shoots. Now it's uh, professional models against real people. Mm. Yeah, so... Yeah. Well, how did you get your start in modeling? I started in actually in Washington D.C. I was walking down in Georgetown with my mother, and uh, there was uh, I don't know if you remember the go-go sound of Chuck Brown and the Soul Searchers and Trouble Funk, whatever. And there was a movie going being made about the go-go scene, and they stopped my mother and asked, "Could I be in the movie?" And I. Like, she didn't believe him, so she took me the next day, and I was getting paid $100 a day to play Charmaine, the record executive's girlfriend. And after that, I ended up with uh, Trisha Arison, who is an agent in Virginia. And I did three jobs in Washington, D.C., and then I was in New York with Sue Charney Faces as a straight-size model. So I didn't do plus-size until, what, 1996? So how did you transition from straight to plus size? Was it I became a woman. Or? <laughs> I, I just started filling out. Boobs started coming in, you know, the hips. And, I mean, I didn't have any eating disorder. It was just I was in school. I attended George Washington University. I have my master's in child psychology. And took a break from it. And then, you know, I just wasn't that size. Four six or eight, I was a size ten, and Ford models took me on, and that's how my career started. I made more money actually as a plus size model than a straight size model. Really? Yeah. Like and that's. I mean, and you know, I I would say that being a straight size model had helped prepare me to do what I did as a plus size model. You know, in terms of you know know how to talk to your your agents, how to be friendly towards the people who book you, mm-hmm. the makeup artists. You always have to keep the connection going between the makeup artist, the hairstylist, the art director. You just never know where these people go because this business is so transit that right. you know they move to different you know companies or they start their own companies. So it's good to keep a relationship with everyone. Now, you have quite an impressive career, and you've even been inducted into the Hall of Fame. Now, tell me a little bit about that. What's the, the Is there a model Hall of Fame? No, actually, it's, it's along with a lot of actors and models who have been very successful in the industry. So I got inducted um, along with, um, I'm going to say, uh, Oh, my God, I forgot the actor's name. Oh, my God. Anyway, he was a major soap um, opera uh, soap opera actor um, mm-hmm. who was on One Life to Live. And these are just people who probably started out as modeling and then they went into acting, which usually that is the case when modeling kind of just puts you in the same realm of acting. Mm-hmm. And they're located in Ohio. <laughs> and um, actually, when I got inducted, I thought it was like just a room of like maybe, you know, 50 people. Turns out it was like 2,000 people at the Waldorf Astoria Hotel, and I was just not prepared for that kind of crowd. And I was just like, wow, this is major, you know? Um, but they do it every year. Um, Beverly Johnson's in it. Uh, 
Naomi Campbell, Christy Brinkley, those are all, a bunch of them have been inducted into the Models Hall of Fame. Hmm. Yeah. So that, that's a big deal then. Are you it's the only big plus deal. size model? I was the only plus size model, yeah. Wow. Well, congrats yeah. on that. Thank you. And, and so we talked about briefly before uh, starting the interview that mm-hmm. uh, how the, the how much the modeling industry has changed over the last 10 years. And um, not only is it more women trying to model, what do you right. think about uh, with the social network and Internet coming into play? Well, in a way, it just it works. Um, perfect example, I just did a photo shoot last May with um, Iman, and Again, it goes back to being friendly to makeup and hair people. Oscar James and Sam Fine happened to tell her about me, and she contacted me through Facebook. So it, I think Facebook and, and Twitter is a great tool of free advertisement for ourselves, you know, in terms of work. You never know. People are, you know, they can see you on TV, and they, they try to locate you. They get your name. I think it works for everyone, Um Photographers, um, makeup and hair people. It just—I think it's a good thing. I don't think anything's wrong with it. It helps you get out there. And people I noticed are a lot of the the um, like super plus models and the the original plus models that had like long long careers. They're not really on the internet a lot. Like they don't have websites and not really active on Facebook and Twitter. And I thought well, maybe it was a reason why. Well, I'm active on Facebook. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm a bit of a snob of who I let onto my Facebook. Mm-hmm. But in terms of that, I, I do use it for business. Because um, you do get some people who are posting pictures of them that are inappropriate and you don't want that on your page. Mm-hmm. That you know, And so I do understand how some people don't go on it as much. I go on it once a week or once a day, but I'm not on it every day. And if I have to contact someone or if I'm looking for someone, you know, for hair or makeup to do a photo shoot, that's what I use it for. It's kind of like my Rolodex of, you know, people that you want to work with. Does so do sense? you think at, with the Internet as a tool that is a necessity to have an agent this, these days, or you think uh, a model can be very successful freelancing? You you can be successful freelance. It's funny that you say that because back in the day, and I'm talking about back in the day, like in the 80s, like mm-hmm. we didn't have, and especially in D.C., we didn't have an agent. We had to contact the stores ourselves, you know, like, you know, Woody's or at that time head company. These were big department stores. And I know that in some ways in New York, that, like New York was the only place that you had agents, but outside of New York, you had to go and meet the people who book fashion shows in that particular city, and you you wow. know you got paid direct. You didn't have to worry about paying a, a you know a percentage. That money came straight to you. Wow! Then someone got smart on the game, and they're like, "Hey, let's open up an agency in D.C. So these girls can't work without us booking them." Hmm. Yeah. So, so it, yeah. So, but it, it can still work. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I've done plenty of bookings without an agent, you know, here in New York City. 
And if you can, that's great. But you got to make sure it's business because you don't want to. All I say is never short yourself on what you're worth. Mm-hmm. You know, because it, the other game to this is too. Let's say you do a showroom job and you're getting, you know, two fifty an hour, or maybe two fifty a day, and then you you have to do another book and it's probably paying a little money, but you bring in your girlfriend who also models to say, listen, I need you to fill in for a, a day, but then that chick turns around and switch it up on you, and she lowers her rate so the client will take her and not use you anymore. So that's happened to me. So, you know, you have to be careful who you trust to, you know, have your back because then you're going to always turn them on to a booking if they have your, you know, if they have your back. But if they're in there to to get in there to work it full time, then they're going to lower their rates so the client will take it because who wouldn't? Right, right. Now, I read somewhere that in your career – You've had to deal with some racism. Now, oh my how, God. how did that come about? Well, um, it's really among the Caucasian girls. Like, they kind of make it very complicated to say that, you know, that they, like maybe they thought I was playing the race card in the sense that I am biracial. I don't play the race card. It is what it is. I'm not going to let you deny who my mother is or who my father is. You know, I am a mixed breed. I mean, it is what it is, and it's, it's it's nothing new. You know, it's been going on way before slavery, you know, but right. there are people out there who find being exotic a, a somewhat of a threat that okay. it comes across racism maybe, but when, if you're smart enough, you know what it really is. Mm-hmm. It, you just like you're just different, you know, mm-hmm. and it still goes on to this day, but... It's something that I have gotten adjusted to, where people will automatically, instead of asking what you're, who, you know, what what are you, they'll say, "Oh, I, are you? You're Latin, right?" And it's like, "No, I'm not Latin. I'm Italian, Black American." Or one time I was, was a model who we were sharing a room. She said something to me like, "So now you can turn down my bed." I was like, turned down her bed. Right. And, you know, in other words, you know, how the maids come in and turn down the bed for the evening. So, wow. you know, yeah. So I've been hit with a lot of it and I've probably taken the higher road, but there's times I just want to, you know, hit someone in the mouth. But <laughs> it is, it's, you know, it's sad. You know, it's, 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 um, and it's just pure ignorant, you know, and, we deal right. with that not just only in the in the industry, but just in the world itself. So, you know, we I I've learned how to deal with it, and I know how to say something where they can get it. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah. So, despite uh, you know the odds, you still had a long successful career, and yeah. now you've transitioned from modeling in to doing uh, fashion styling, also wardrobe styling. Yeah, so, I've been. Yeah, Are you doing I, just plus sizes or all sizes? Um, well, right now, the only person I just finished doing was actress Divine Joy Randolph, who happens to be playing Oda May Brown in the the play Ghost on Broadway, which oh. was Whoopi Goldberg's part in the movie. Right. And she got nominated for a Tony. So, yeah, I took on um, styling her from, you know, April 30th up until June 10th. Uh, I dressed her for the Tony Awards. 
I dressed up for all the media, and quite frankly, it was something, I, I love style. I was raised with, you know, an Italian mother and grandmother who had this sense of style, which I kind of inherit. And uh, when I was asked to, to style her, I was like, sure, I would love to. And we actually did like a whole makeover on her. And I tweeted out the pictures every day that when we were dressing her. And my motto is cleavage, legs, and color. You know, it's all about still being sexy but still a lady. And I dressed her in only in high-end clothing. I know, you know, we're supposed to do the Lane Bryan, the Ashley Stewart in the Avenue, but I totally went the opposite. I brought in, you know, Lafayette 148. Um, we brought in um, Tadashi, uh, Queen Grace, of course, and Ajiji. They were, the, you know, the people who helped provide me with wardrobe to dress her. And I kept her in lots of color and form-fitting clothes. So are you available for hire as a wardrobe stylist? Absolutely. Like Absolutely. I got paid for that. <laughs> so if somebody listening wants to book you to, like, you know, style like an up-and-coming model, you would be great because not only you can style them, but you can help them pose and everything. Absolutely, and that's exactly what we did with Divine because, you know, I don't know what you know, what you know about her, but she is a plus-size girl, and she came straight out the gate of Yale university graduated master in, in um the arts and landed this role and got nominated like you know you don't hear about that every day so you know she was real green you know how to stand on the red carpet how to you know uh do her eyebrows like we did uh when i said we did a makeover we did a makeover you know we took her to orchard corset to get her a corset you know bra and we spanked her up, and, you know, she turned out to, at the end, she turned out to be a diamond. Wow. Yeah. Now, besides doing wardrobe styling, you're also a star of a documentary coming out called My Shape, My Silhouette, I'm Confident. Now, tell us about this. Well, the documentary is basically to tell, is just to talk about what we go to, what we go through as um, curvy women in the industry and how um, we're trying to knock on doors to do advertising that Madison Avenue can't seem to grasp. And what I mean by that is, you know, I, I'm i very athletic. I do boxing. I do I ride bikes. I, you know, I exercise every day. And I was like, how come I can't do a Nike commercial or an Adidas commercial? Why am I not hip enough to sell that brand? And so it's me, it's basically them following me on the journey of why we the doors get closed, you know, the doors get closed in on us. Like we we're not invited in to be a part of that world of advertising and where there's lots of money to be made. Mm. So, but it's just not in sports, but you know, in perfume or in high-end lingerie. I mean. Right. Only thing we have lingerie is what Lane Bryant. Like we don't have another outlet. Is right. what I'm trying to say. You know, so I I see Victoria's Secret trying, but I don't see them trying hard enough. But you know, of course, Lane Bryant and Victoria's Secret are under the same umbrella. So mm-hmm. you know, it, maybe not in my lifetime, but maybe down the road it'll happen. But as we look back in history, the recession. 
is always uh, kind of geared to people who are not going to the gym anymore or, you know, they're eating more at home or whatever. But mm-hmm. we, for some reason, don't have that, like, door that's opening for us to do that. And so it's basically just to talk about that I am confident of who I am and how I am and how I dress. But I want, the, you know, the other advertising people to see it and not think that we have to wear, you know, a T-shirt that we can't show any cleavage or we can't show our our hips and our booty or, you know, our fabulous legs. They just keep us in these ugly printed clothes, you know, clothes that look kind of like, I don't know, my grandmother didn't wear it, but... <laughs> but somebody's you know, grandmother. <laughs> right, but you know what I mean. So yeah. it's like... It's like we have to be covered up because of the courage. I don't think we should. I think we should be able to format ourselves as the way we are grown and taught to be. And, you know, of course, we we can't just go out there without wearing some type of foundation to make us look good because we don't want to, you know, look sloppy. But it's just to, to show people, women, where to go to get their undergarments so they can get that fit right, you know, in their clothing. Because so where can are, we where can we see this documentary? Is it out? Well, yet? we're still we're still editing, and as you know, it takes money. <laughs> so, oh, okay. Yeah, so um, I'm looking for some more sponsorship so we can get it out. But uh, we're hoping to submit it uh, by September for Sundance. Okay, you should yeah. do one of those Kickstarter pages. Well, we did. So we're start. That's what I just started. So we're hoping that you know we get that miracle donation to help us, you know, close it up and seal it up and send it out. Okay. Well, yeah. let everybody know how to get in touch with you uh, to book you for modeling, wardrobe styling, and if they want to uh, contribute to your documentary. All right. Well, they can reach me at Angelica, A-N-G-E-L-L-I-K-A, at A-T-T dot net. Okay. And so just that's the one email for everything. Oh, for everything. I don't. I can't do all those other. It's bad enough. I got Facebook. I got Twitter. That's a lot. Right. That's a job by itself. <laughs> right. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. It was definitely a pleasure and an honor speaking with you, and then when the documentary comes out, definitely come back and and talk to us again about it. Thank you so much, and you're such a wonderful person, and we love your voice out there, and keep up the good work. Thank you so much. All right. All right. Bye-bye. All right. Good night. So we kind of got out of order because Jen had complications calling in, but I see Jen on the line now. Let's get her on. Hey, Jen. Hi, Janice. Well, I'm glad you finally got through, so we just kind of went out of order, and I uh, interviewed Angelica first. But now that we have you here, I already did your introduction, so everybody knows about you and that you won towards House of Style model search two years ago. Now, before this model search, were you already pursuing modeling? No, that was my first attempt ever at modeling or even kind of dipping my toes in the water. And I was really encouraged by my girlfriend in the mall. We were shopping and toured um, the worker in our local tour and said, hey, you should enter. And 
like, no, you know, I'm not going to do that. And then when we got home, she was like, you really should. So um, I did, and I'm so glad and thankful that I did because it really worked out. <laughs> really? Yeah. I mean, that was the first thing you ever tried, and you won. That was like a sign that it was meant to be. It was. I mean, I, I didn't expect it at all. I really was just throwing myself out there, and it really took me, it launched me, basically. It was a godsend. Now, I read that um, you said somewhere in the interview that when you first started modeling, um, since you were inexperienced, you really didn't know how to model and how to pose. And now that you're more seasoned and you look back at the photos, you see how you've improved. So tell um, explain that to the, the new models that are listening Because some people, you know, want to model And they have pictures And they think the pictures are so, you know, excellent But really they're not It, it takes more to model <laughs> than people know It is You know, the first time I modeled with Torrid I was so nervous My lips were quivering My legs were shaking My hands were stiff like cardboard I didn't know where to put them It was scary and very intimidating, you know To be on a set with so many people and slowly after I started working with different companies and different brands and coming in and getting more familiar with people, um, luckily they didn't just boot me out the door and say, you know, you're not ready yet, go work on yourself. They actually helped me. And it's just the little things that matter. You know, your eyes, um, doing something with your eyes that makes affection with the camera, smizing, placing your hands in the right area, knowing your angles makes all the difference in the world. And I caught on quickly, luckily, um, you know, just lots of practice here at home in the mirror, and I'm still learning. I still have things that I'm trying to achieve, and it, it, it's a growing process. It's not something that I stop doing. And I actually work with Seals with a Kiss a lot now, and Sarah with Seals with a Kiss, you know, she's been like my coach this whole way. She, you know, she will be the first person to come over and say something to me and help me and give me some honest feedback and show me what I can do to improve. And you really need someone like that in the industry to help you. Now, after you won the model search, um, you got signed by an agency. And even though you were signed by an agency, um, I read that you, you, as a result of your outgoing personality and drive to succeed, you were able to find opportunities. So, it's important to always look for opportunities for yourself, even though you're signed, right? I was briefly signed, just for a little bit, but every job that I've ever booked for myself and every everything that I've done has been through myself, just putting myself out there, contacting companies directly, and putting your name out there, sending them your stats and your pictures, and introducing yourself and being professional about it so that they're influence to choose you over an agency model, even though you don't have an agent. Um, and I recently, um, just in the last two and a half weeks, signed with Wilhelmina. Wow, so congratulations. So Thank you. I still can't believe it myself. I mean, I've come a long way, and I'm ready to just open the next chapter and start you know, having somebody help me on my behalf and put me out there even more. Now, you entered the Fiercely Real Model search and became one of the top four finalists. So is that how you got your foot in the door with Wilhelmina? It is, yes. Um, I went to New York and I worked with Seventeen and Tyra Banks and we did the photo shoot. And although I wasn't a winner, I got back to L.A. and I got in touch with Wilhelmina. 
and they love me, and you know, I'm so thankful for this opportunity. Oh, so the uh, like a modeling contract was just for the grand prize. So you kind of worked that yourself. I did. Oh, you did, girl. That was good. For the girls that are out there trying to make it, you know, never think that you can't do stuff on your own because. One in a million odds are you're not going to be that girl that everybody's going to come asking you and scouting you. You have to throw yourself out there. And even though I wasn't the winner, I you know I followed up with all my contacts and I said, look, I, I still want to do this. And it worked, so never give up. Wow, that was excellent. Now, how <laughs> was it working with Tyra Banks? Oh, it was a dream, Shanice. She is beautiful, more beautiful in person than in her pictures. She is just gorgeous. She is sweet. And she really, just seeing her in person modeling up there really taught me little things about movement and fluidity when you pose and her confidence just radiates through the whole room. It was a dream to work with her. I've been such a fan of hers, and she's been my role model since I was a little girl. And when her little talk show came on TV, I can remember, you know, being younger, watching it, and always listening to her um, tell the little girls to love your body and body awareness, and that really rubbed off on me and made me into the person who I am today. So I, to meet her and to work with her and to know that I was on her radar and she thought that I was something special to bring into her competition meant the world to me. It was surreal. And from that opportunity, um, you did a photo shoot, and you're in the current issue of Seventeen Magazine. Now, how is that? Oh, <laughs> crazy. I, I go to the store, and I see the magazine, and sometimes, you know, I pick it up and look at it, and I can't believe <laughs> that I'm in there. I cannot believe it. <laughs> And so I, I didn't get to see the the magazine uh, tear in person. So is it is do you have like a layout by yourself, or is it with Tyra Banks, or how does it look in the magazine? Uh, the, the four finalists, we all have our picture in there, and then in the beginning, I think by the index, there's a picture of all of us with Tyra. So it's crazy. It's crazy to be in the magazine with Tyra and to just be in the magazine. We're I think we're modeling like the spring trends. We have color blocking and floral, and, you know, we're all working it for the camera. (laughs) Wow. It turned out great. So what's next for you? Do you have anything else coming up that we could be on the lookout for? You know, I have a lot of stuff coming up. I I have some stuff I can't release just yet, Mm -hmm. but I'm hoping to be working a lot more and just for you guys to all see my face more in different places. Definitely. Now, do you have a, a website yet, or is it in the I works? Have, I don't have a website. Um, I'm on Facebook all the time. That's how I keep in touch with my fans and my work. I post all my recent stuff on there, anything. You can contact me, and I'm at facebook.com slash well, awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on the show, and I, I'm i so inspired by speaking with you, how you hustle, and I like that hustle. <laughs> so, yes, you have to, and don't be shy to do it. you got to just put yourself out there, and your dreams will come true. Well, continue success, and you're out here in California, right? Yes, I am. So we definitely have to meet soon, because have we met in person? 
No, but you know, I actually just got invited to a fashion show, um, Hot Curves, and I see that you're hosting, so I might be there. Okay, well then I look forward to seeing you there. Me too. Thank you so much, Shanice. All right. Enjoy the rest of your evening. You too. Bye. Bye bye. And last but definitely not least on this show is Lisa Dolan. Lisa Dolan was born and raised in Brooklyn to a large Irish-Italian family. Lisa trained as a graphic artist and has several diverse careers as a single mother while raising daughter Melissa. Fashion was always a passion, and eventually it called to her to open her own shop. As a proud plus-size woman, Lisa could never find stylish clothes that fit right or looked good on her. Tired of being ignored by boutiques that only went up to a size 10 and frustrated by years of painful painful shopping experiences, Lisa decided the only way to find the fashion she deserved to wear was to make them herself. She taught herself to design based on what she wanted to wear and loved the results, as do her customers. In 2007, she convinced her husband, Jim, to throw all of their savings into Lily Velasquez's a plus-size boutique that caters to professional women sizes 10 to 28. Lisa is now the star of her own television show on TLC called Big Brooklyn Style, where Lisa and her team seek to transform not only their customers' wardrobe, but their outlook on life and themselves. Let's welcome Lisa to the show. Hey, how are you? I'm wonderful. How are you? I'm excellent. What a great day today. Well, thank you so much for being on the show because I know you're very popular right now. <laughs> so thank you for taking out the time to chat with us. <laughs> I ran home so I could do it from home so it will be nice oh, and quiet. Well, I appreciate it. So out of frustration, you taught yourself how to design your own clothing. So how long did it take you to create garments that you felt you could sell? Was it like quickly or did you have a lot of trial and error before you showed it to anybody? Um, It wasn't what I was going to show them. It was more of the fit. So I did do a lot of fittings before I said, okay, this will work. But it it went pretty fast. Like it was kind of like a meant-to-be thing. Mm. So what obstacles did you face opening a plus-size boutique? You know, it's 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 always going to be how much capital you have to open a store, um, and how much time and love can you put into something. If I ran on passion mm-hmm. most of the time to get mm-hmm. through, we opened in 2007, 2008. The recession started. You know, right. a year into a brand new boutique, that's tough. Right. But if you have the drive and the passion and support of your family and your friends to that believe in you, you just you just keep going, you keep praying, and before you know what God says, hey, I've been watching you. Here you go. <laughs> right. And you'll be rewarded. That's right. So where does the name Lily Valise come well, Val- from? Valise is a suitcase. It's an old-fashioned term. 
uh, like uh, that you have a valise, a suitcase. And growing up, my aunt Teresa and Uncle Mickey used to call me Lily all the time, and it kind of caught on. So my whole family called me Lily, and I did have a valise with all my Barbie dolls and all my new things in it that I carried. Um, everything dear to me was inside that little valise, and now the valise is just on a grander scale and everything that's important to me. Oh, that's a nice story behind the name. I call my auntie Lily. <laughs> <laughs> so what type of clothing do you carry in the store, and what's the price range? Um, it's every, I would say between dresses are about 100 to 300 um, they're made in Brooklyn and L.A. Okay. Um, most of the fabrics are made in the USA as well. I'm mm-hmm. trying to keep jobs here. That's another thing. Um, growing up, my father was a New York City fireman. We went to Catholic school. He worked two jobs. You know, I came from a family that people that just work hard and you do get rewarded. But also, I'm trying to keep jobs here. Right. And so what type of clothing? Is it uh, mostly casual wear, or do you go into evening gowns and swimwear, or what? what's your main types of pieces? Um, I do mostly for career women. I'm trying to help this career woman build a wardrobe that it's one wardrobe, and by changing it and how you accessorize it could take you to a dinner or during the day on Saturdays, and then work on Monday. Okay. And why did you decide to start your clothing at a size 10 and not a size 14? Because usually a lot of plus-size lines start at 14. Very true. Um, I found that a lot of women were coming to me. Maybe um, I had some women that are a little older, their bodies changed, or after a baby their body has changed. Maybe they were wearing a regular 10, but now they can't. They have a little more curves. They're busty. They're not fitting in that straight 10. And then when they go into the 12, it doesn't fit right. It's bigger in places where it shouldn't be. So they just need something that's a, that fits their curves better. So your 10 is not a Missy's 10. Correct. It's a women's 10. So 10 women to 28 women are all curvy women that need to have clothes that fit their bodies as they grow from those sizes. Okay, I got it. Now, let's talk about the big exciting thing, the <laughs> new show. So how did this show come about on TLC? <laughs> oh, my God, the craziness of this Big Brooklyn style is wonderful. It really does sum up what's happening in the shop. Um, it was a few years back. Actually, it was the first Second day I was open, Stacy London did come into the store, and um, I know she yells at me every time I say this, but she came in with a hoodie and sunglasses and a phone to her ear, and she did a figure eight through the store, just checking everything out. Mm-hmm. And before you know it, a few weeks later, TLC contacted me. They wanted to come shop at the store. Mm-hmm. And 20 times, they at least 20 times they were in the store over the years that we were open. For and what we, not to wear? Yes, with what not to wear, and we built this relationship with um, BBC and TLC. So it was just, it just was down the pathway. It was meant to be to do a project with them. We did discuss it a few years back, and here we are. So, how are people chosen to be on your show? Are they real customers that walk in, or do they have to audition? 
Okay. Um, it would be crazy if we had cameras set up just waiting for people to walk in. What if it was a slow day? Right. So with, you know, movie madness and how things work in Hollywood on your end of the coast, your right. end of the country, right. um, you do have to cast members, and they, are, they want a change. They're ready. They have a story. So they wrote in when we sent out this big casting call. Um, they looked at the stories. They were interviewed, and that's how they were able to select the women that were going to shop in the store. And I would imagine that, you know, they would have to be charismatic people, so watching them try on clothes wouldn't be boring, too. Correct. You want to have a good story. I mean, that's what TLC is all about, a really good story. Um, And you know what? I think they did a great job because each one of these women that came in did have a wonderful story. Uh, And they did show a different body shape. So it was a nice mix of women. So um, has someone come in and got filmed but didn't make the final cut? No. Anyone that was filmed is on the show. Okay. Well, that's a good thing. Yeah. (laughs) And then there was a few extra. You know, while we're filming, we didn't turn anyone away. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. if we're filming it and other customers want to come in, you know, they were welcome to. Right, because it's still a real business. Correct. <laughs> In the end of the day, we're still a business. So how has your life changed since the premiere of the show? Um, let's see. I don't I'm just gonna say I'm busier. Mm-hmm. It's and you know, you walk with a little bit of like Let's see. Not really. I didn't really change. I'm still the same person. I, I fig- My joke is, listen, I'm 50 years old. Mm-hmm. You're really not going to change me. <laughs> my husband and I promised each other that we would keep each, o- keep each other humble and mm-hmm. have self-awareness. And that's kind of why I don't feel any different. We're just busier. We're doing more. Uh, the business is growing, which is wonderful. And we count our blessings every day. So does the exposure from national television make uh, more traffic come into the store and make Definitely. the business boom? Yes, and we did get, um, at the end of church, Father did point us out and everyone clapped. So there you go, when I started <laughs> sinking into the pew, like, <laughs> and he put it in the bulletin, congratulations, in the big TV news. But in the store... I have customers that just neighborhood, it's a neighborhood here, and they open the door and they scream in as they're walking by, I saw you, you look great, and they just make comments. It's like a real big community that just is giving me a pat on the back. Oh, that's awesome, and it's a real uh, positive show for plus-size women, because, you know, when reality shows come out with plus-size women, sometimes mm-hmm. we're like, oh, not another one, but this is a real nice, positive show. I, I really, really wouldn't have been part of anything else but this. I didn't want to sh- – it's like I want I want America to know this show is about real women, real stories, real lives, and not about weight loss because mm-hmm. that's not what we talk about all day long as right. we walk around and do things and go to work. I want people to understand that it it doesn't matter what size you are. Every woman needs – the opportunity, to have the opportunity to go to a store window, see a dress, love it, fall in love, go in, try it on, and buy it. Exactly. Now, I saw that you tweeted that the show has moved 
to a new time. So there's a new day and time, correct? It's Tuesday at 3 p.m. So it'll be coming on tomorrow. Yes. So All Eastern right, Standard so Time, 3 p.m. 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So Correct. my time would be, well, I don't know. I have to figure six? out that later. Are you three hours different? <laughs> yeah, we are three hours different. So it's, but, I, but I know it wouldn't come on. I'm, my time is earlier than yours, so it wouldn't come on 1 o'clock my time, would it? Mm, I don't know. Uh, we'll have to figure that out. We're going to have to figure that out, East uh, West Coast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so are you ever looking for models or uh, for photo shoots or fashion shows? Because, you know, a lot of my listeners are interested in being plus-size models. Yes, and here's the thing. I it's it's mainly not someone that I'm hiring. I, I never hired a model uh, in the five years that I've been open, and not saying because I didn't want to. It just ended up being, A, we didn't have the money to, and because we were trying to survive through a recession. So it was mainly me putting clothes on, and anyone that has, has seen me in the store knows what I look like. So if they see me in a dress, they're like, wow, she looks good in that. Maybe I should try it. Or my right. daughter or friends of mine, or customers that are in the store, which is kind of fun. And now, and then now Shelly King is now on the website because it just worked out that way. And we have, um, so I guess it would be more of people just starting wanting to get there. I never say no to anyone. And it's funny because you notice there's a lot of different faces on the website. As the clothes sell out, they go off the website. I like to use all different shapes and sizes. And, and if anyone's listening you, out there, you should really send me an email, contact me, go through the website. If you want to have some fun, which we do, and it could be crazy, as you saw on the first episode. Right. <laughs> some and I like that you use real full-figure women. Too. Yes. I don't I, – I love – I wish I was a model um, – but I, wa- I want to have shapes that are a little different, all different variations. So from tall girls to shorter girls. And not every plus-size model is a petite um, size that doesn't have, that has a little thicker waist. Right. And, and that's America. We're all different shapes and sizes, so I'm trying to show that a little bit. So is it too soon to know if there will be a season two of your show? Yes. We just need everyone's prayers because I think this is really good. I like it. I feel I feel good after I watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, if I'm not sobbing through it because I get very emotional. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> the premiere, I cried the whole time. I didn't uh. stop crying. I sobbed the whole time. Everybody made fun of me. But it's real. It touches my heart. Each person that's on the show, I really had a connection to, and that's really what I deal with every day in the store. There's always going to be another story, something else where first you go through all these different emotions. You want to get mad because and angry because of how they're being treated or they explain something that may have happened to them. And you have to just be there and let them talk it out and give them a hug and say, guess what? <laughs> you don't have to do that anymore. Right, right. So you're doing more than just putting a dress on somebody it goes way <laughs> deeper than that well i'll put it to you this way tomorrow tomorrow at three o'clock mm-hmm. you're going to see a lot of mothers and daughters you're going to hear mother daughter um scenarios and i've seen a lot of mother and daughters walk into my store and it's not always happy 
There's a lot of judgment. Um, and it kind of takes away from the shopping experience. Mm-hmm. And you're going to see a change. I I do have – it wasn't on, it won't be on the show. because It'll be a little bit. But I actually sat with this mom for about an hour just chatting with her, explaining how I know what it feels like from the other side. And, you know, we don't want her daughter – we want to support our daughters and, and – and raise them to be confident women. We don't want to put them down just because if they're overweight, that's not a reason to put a woman, a girl down. Right. So you'll see it touches on that tomorrow. It's really interesting. Well, I cannot wait. Now, do you have anything else coming up we can be on the lookout for? Is it all about the the TV show right now? Well, I did. I was on Wendy Williams on um, Tuesday. No, what day was I on? It was just recently. And Monday, wasn't it? <laughs> was it Monday? Oh, let me tell you about that show. I Uh-oh. love being on that show, and I hope they asked me back because it was fantastic. The energy is amazing. I'm just scared of the diva fan. You're <laughs> <laughs> scared of the diva fan? Why? <laughs> because I didn't know that there was an actual fan that was this gigantic six-foot fan. So during rehearsal, I Screamed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so it was a real strong fan? Yeah, and then during the show, I had a dress on, and it was, I just screamed, no, because the first thing that came to my head was I was going to flash my spanks at the audience. <laughs> <laughs> but besides that, it was a positive experience. Oh, my God. The, the makeovers were great. Everyone that even works on that show is fantastic. A-plus for Wendy Williams, I have to say that. Well, I'm so excited for you, and this is, you know, you, you do a lot of the hard work, and then you reap the reward. So congratulations on everything. Now tell us your official website. Um, sure. Because you can, you can order these clothing offline, I should mention. Oh, yeah. So it's um, Lily's Valise, L-E-E-L-E-E-S. V A L I S E dot com. We have a Facebook page and we also have a Big Brooklyn Style Facebook page. And you'll see things that you'll be able to chat with other people that have watched the show and may be interested in something. Um, right. At, and we live tweet. We will live tweet during the show. We do that all the time. Well, I know so see somebody live tweeting during this interview, too. So you are on the ball with the social networking. Yeah, that's that's what it's all about right now. So at Lily's Valise and at uh, you could do hashtag Big Brooklyn Style during the show, and um, TLC checks out those tweets. So let's let's get them interested and know that we're out here and we need a positive show about plus yes. size women. Yes, we do. Well, I am so excited, and when I get to New York again, I have to come to your oh, store. Oh, yes. Please, you have to email me before and give me a heads up. Okay, will do. Thanks again for being on the show and continued success. Thank you so much for everything you do. Thank you. 
And thank you to all of my fabulous guests this evening. Tune in next week, and we'll have more Plus Industry Professionals with stories to not only inspire you, but to keep you connected with the Curvy community. If you're interested in advertising on our show or being a guest, visit the website at plusmodelradio.com. And if you haven't already, don't forget to join our Facebook fan page at facebook.com slash plusmodelradio. I've been your host this evening, Shanice Lewis. Thank you for tuning in and supporting. Until next time, keep thriving in your curves and be blessed.